0: Hello and welcome to The Green Room, a podcast taking you backstage and behind the scenes with some of the most exciting humans in the music, comedy and film and TV realms. Presented by the Handshake Agency and powered by Yamaha Headphones, I'm your host Tiana Speeter. It's awesome to have you stopping by today and I hope you're embracing the spring weather like I am, as I sit alone in a room looking at the rain outside. That's what spring's all about, right? Um, Anyway, for those playing along at home... Last week, I got to spend some time with deadpan funny man Luke Heggie, a man who has certainly elicited many laughs in my house and also inspired me to make a wacky news resolution this year and see if it results in a successful career just like Luke. Only time will tell if I will actually make that happen. But if you do want more Luke Heggie, be sure to catch his podcast Mid-Flight Brawls, even just for the fact it makes you actually miss the bizarre aspects of flying, Extremely good for a lull. And then, of course, listen to the episode with myself and him as well. But for today, we're sticking close to home again. Well, I am, and my guest certainly was, but not for much longer. As of next week, indie rockers' Middle Kids will tour the USA. Already off the back of a huge 2021, the trio have this year alone released their second album, Today We're the Greatest, done the rounds on TV, including on Jimmy Kimmel and The Late Late Show with James Corden. And as if that wasn't enough business amid a pandemic, band members Hannah Joy and Tim Fitz also welcomed their first child into the world. And in true badass middle kids fashion, their gorgeous son, Sunny, will be joining them as they conquer America once again. A perfect concoction of beauty, vulnerability and bold power, the 2021 middle kids iteration is one that'll equally make you want to cry in the arms of a friend and or float off into a sunset. And with so much more to come, including an imminent departure from Australia for the first time in so long, I grabbed some time with vocalist Hannah Joy to discuss sonic growth, vulnerability and what lies ahead. Well, I have Hannah from Middle Kids here with me today. Hannah, thank you for joining me in the green room. How is everything in your world right now?
1: Uh, you know, it's like just we're just on, we're just living each day by day. Things are fine. I mean... We have a little studio in our house, so we just kind of tinker away, but, um, you know, just taking it day by day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's not the most ideal of circumstances currently for you guys, but there is so much going on in Middle Kids' world. For many of us, the idea of a live show, let alone an international tour, is the stuff of fairy tales at the moment. But this is exactly what Middle Kids are about to embark upon, taking your new album today with the greatest on the road in North America, How does it feel to be, I think, I believe it's officially the first Australian-based band to tour the US since COVID kicked off.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, we can't believe it. Like, we've kind of been, like, not even thinking about it because we're like, it'll probably just, you know, get cancelled or whatever. But it's happening. We're going three weeks. Um, We're so excited because we tend to spend a lot of time over there, like, since we've kind of been a band. So we have been there for almost two years, which is pretty nuts. and just to, like, freaking play, like, we were laughing because, you know, we can't see the other boys and, like, rehearse. We're going to be, like, so shit because we, like, haven't played for so long. <laughs> but we are like, maybe this will give us, in, like, an interesting edge in our live show, you know, a sloppy edge. No, nah, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're just, like, super excited. I think we're going to, you know, over, like, 20, almost, like, 25 states or something, Um and this is the first time we're taking our little baby boy with us, which is like going to be interesting for sure. Um, but we're just like, we'll do anything, you know, just to play shows. And um, yeah, so we're very excited.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to hear you. Uh, that was actually one of my questions if the bub was going to be making the trip with you. So I think your child's going to be better traveled than I am in the space of like a month. So that's <laughs> a big, that's a big plus <laughs> for him. But tell me with this whole process, I mean, obviously it's, been a little bit of a journey to get here what was the actual process to pull this off was it a huge uphill battle to actually get this to happen
1: the American tour yeah you know I mean I could probably say oh it was probably easy and my team's like how dare you we've been (laughs) you know sweating blood and tears to make this happen um I mean I think no it has been a lot of work um but I I think you know we started kind of planning it a while ago and we've just kind of we've just kept making plans, keeping them open, seeing, you know, how to do it. But there were kind of a like few hurdles that we had to jump, you know, even getting like exemption to get out of here. Um, back when we were planning it, like, could we get um, vaccinated, all these kinds of things. And it just so happened. We were like able to get over each hurdle um, to like, yeah, now be at a point where we're like, Oh shit, like we're going to do it. So I think um, it's kind of, yeah, been this like evolving thing. Um and, I, you know, it's a little bit challenging now because Delta is kind of ripping through America again. So I think, you know, the tour itself is going to be not like necessarily like classic good times out on the road, just like, yeah, like I think it's going to be a little bit more controlled, um, which is like, you know, it's just times.
0: Yeah. Oh God. I think for so many of us, we all thought, I've said it to so many people, we thought that when like January 1st, 2021 came around, we thought it was just going to be this magic reset. But I mean, the fact that you are able to do it, it's so exciting. It's so inspiring. And I know it's been a couple of years since you guys have played in America. And as you said, it's not your first time heading over there. What is the reaction normally like? I don't like to use the word normal, but obviously COVID times aside, when you do play in America, is there like a quote unquote typical middle kids fan no matter where you play?
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting because we find, like, the fans are also different, like, depending, like, you've got your, like, American middle kids fan, you've got your European middle kids fan, and you're straight, like, they're actually, like, quite different, and we love playing America. I mean, we love playing everywhere, but Americans are just, like, they're so, like, sweet and earnest and, like, like, I think culturally they're quite, like, positive, extroverted, you know. Um, And so, like you know Australians are a little bit more like you know we tease or we start casting like which is super fun and then you go to America and they're all just like so nice to you and so we all like kind of get a like a big pep in our step whenever we go play in America because everyone's like wow that was so good and like it probably could have been really shit but they're just like really like nice and encouraging so and then also something's cool about um a lot of like American fans is like heaps of Fans will, like, travel to see, like, multiple shows. Um, I mean, not not we don't have, like, heaps and heaps, but we have, like, fans that we've, like, gotten to know that will fly to, like, different parts of America and sometimes come to, like, five or six shows because for them it's, like, I don't know. I mean, it's quite, like, a common thing, obviously, through rock and roll in America where you just, like, do that. But, you know, and they also, like, see it as a way to, like, see a new state and, like, go, to, you know, see America and then, like, we end up like getting to know them and like some of them like are really nice and they'll like give us like gas money and make us cupcakes and then some oh. of them are like a bit weird but like weird is good. I'm into it.
0: Hell yeah. And especially, I mean, it's just like this little eclectic family that you're kind of like, you know, cultivating along the way and there's always the weird uncle in every family, so it's all good. <laughs> exactly. And like that's like that's so much of what we love about music is like
1: just, yeah, like the absolute like, eclectic nature of it and the fact that like you know you can be like partaking in something and and the person standing next to you is so different to you and like you know so all walks of life are like welcome in music because it's like it's just like such a soul thing it's such an energy that like if you connect with it it's you belong like that's your thing and that's like for us like one of the thing that feels most important and special is that like you know we're creating spaces and being a part of spaces where like people from all walks of life you know are there and like that's a classic thing with middle kids too like we'll have like you know fans that are like 12 and then like fans that are like 60 you know like kind of like and, and that's like you know that's classic for heaps of music and but that's just something that's like really special to us
0: yeah absolutely I, and that's the thing it does span all those generational age brackets I mean I know my mom she's actually has listened to it and she loves you guys and Like I know people younger than me, like it's amazing. And it's just, it's nice to find those meeting points. Not that you need it necessarily, but I do love that. And on the international topic, you have also had some incredible runs showing overseas in America, getting even more fans, no doubt, out of shows on Jimmy Kimmel, CBS This Morning and The Late Late Show with James Corden, which you absolutely slayed. And it wasn't the first time with James Corden. I know you featured back in 2018, but... With a 2021 showing of these kind of things, what was that experience? Like what went into the behind the scenes of these performances to actually bring them to life?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it was such a, you know, stark difference because when we first started doing Late Night, like our first one we did like Conan and like it was our first tour to America, we were like babies and we had no idea and you just like show up to these studios in LA like where they filmed the show and it's like, you plug in and you have like one chance to do the show and you're just like, oh, ah, god, And like, and so it's like really high pressure, um, but you just literally rock up and you play. And now doing these ones at home, it was so different because we had to put so much creativity and thought into how to kind of like, you know, film it and make it interesting. And um, so on one hand it was like kind of cool because, you know, we were curating it and could like kind of put our personality into it. But on the other hand, it's also like a lot of work as opposed to just like rocking up and like someone like painting your face and then just get out there and play like this. We were like, you know, taking weeks to do so. But it was really cool. And like, you know, it's really awesome that we can do those even from Sydney, Um, because that's obviously like been a really hard thing, like just not being able to be there. And um, so it's cool to have like opportunities that we can do from here for sure.
0: Yeah absolutely and I guess to being in Sydney and living this lockdown life of late as well have you guys been using this time to kind of reinvigorate your life set or like plan any new surprises into what you're going to do when you hit the states like is it giving you that chance that you probably never have had this moment to sit still for this long? It's true I mean we've never like we have
1: just been like historically on the road like you know probably average nine months of the year and it's like you know we've almost been here like two years <laughs> um and there have been really cool things that come from that like you have the time to reflect and and then also envision like you know what and be quite intentional about like where you're wanting to go and um and I think that was like very helpful even for this album that just came out for us to kind of like be a little bit more thoughtful whereas like usually when we like release anything it's like always between like this tour and it's just like madness or whatever um and then you know it's like oh cool I've got all this time to write but like it's been so interesting because I'm like discovering more and more that like I'm I'm like a very sensual person in that like a lot of my energy comes like through experiencing life through all my senses and like obviously it's like so limited at this point um whereas like you know so many other artists like all of all of the magic is inside them and they just need to look inside and it's there And I'm like there's not much there's not much in here like I need to look around and like just like you know grab it um I mean yeah it's like so I think it's been an interesting time of like having a lot of like the external well like pressures but then also like um energies like kind of being stripped away and then looking at like who am I as an artist and who are we and you know what do we want and I think it's like it's been hard in many ways, but I actually think it's been like really refining and um, helpful to kind of like make sure you like never lose your heart and like the soul of what you're doing, because you can, you know, if you're just like going along and doing all the things, like you can just kind of like take the steps and forgetting like where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do. So I think from like a big vision perspective, I think it's been a, a wonderful time for me personally of just kind of being like, you know, you know, why am I doing this? What do I want to do with it? What's important? Um, But kind of alongside of like, just feeling like creatively, like it's a challenging time, you know, to kind of like get inspired or whatever, Um, you know, but that's okay. Like, I think you just have to roll with like, you know, what your life is. And so we roll and
0: Well, and you rolled exceptionally well. Like today, Where the Greatest was an incredible outing. I mean, I know it was quite a substantial amount of time between releases for you guys, which was not the case. Like, you, I mean, between 2017, 2019 was essentially release, 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 and obviously all the tours around it. Like, obviously, the parameters of COVID put its own unique challenges into it, but did you guys already have a plan to kind of explicitly look for new ways to kind of create music or write music for this new album even before COVID kind of it kicked off? Like did you have a natural progression stylistically or did you really look to actually shift or challenge yourselves? I think
1: there was a shift, like a shift that we were like we're, we're turning here for this record. I think like even what you were saying, like a lot of like my writing had like, comes out of like just a really like just it just kind of flows out and I'm like okay whatever's there is there like you know in a lot of the songs I was just like writing and sound checks and this one it was more like creating space and trying to like dig and and explore as opposed to just kind of respond to like what was coming out and um so then also then was very like not well not as influenced as much by you know the kind of big rock like our more previous music's like more kind of like influenced by our live show, like being on the road a lot in America and like kind of these big rock shows, and which is like such a cool energy. But I think wanted just to incorporate a little bit more of like a kind of a sensitivity and a beauty. Um, I mean, because even a lot of the music that I listen to has that, um, which is like a big deal for us because I think like even my performing style and all of us like when we get out there, we just like to be like Bleh, like thrash about and like kind of get out of there um but we were really lucky in that we got to do a tour for this record just I don't know April May and it was really interesting because we like were playing the record and having a lot more kind of like down moments energy wise like was very like new space for us to be sitting into and felt like quite vulnerable for me I couldn't just like hide behind like high kick around the stage and just like yeah yeah, yeah," you know it was like more like you know just about like the song and my voice and the story and it's like we're like oh. and also I guess because we were playing in um like concert halls too so like everyone had to be seated because of COVID and obviously that energy is like so different from just like a normal middle kids show so I think like yeah there was like definitely more thought that went into making this record of like trying to make different kind of moments um and then it, yeah, it's just been really interesting how that translates into our show, which is why I like also really excited to play, it. keep playing it, like because I feel like I almost like get to know the record by playing it. It's like you make it and then kind of sits there. And then I feel like I get to know the songs again by playing it. And you know, we've only played a handful of shows and you, usually we're just like, you know, playing show after show. So I feel like these songs are still like I'm still getting to know them.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I, it's interesting too because some of the fans have probably had more time to sit with it than maybe you have <laughs> been able to perform it live. So in a way, like, but the nice thing is for a lot of us, we kind of will get to explore that more with you guys as you can do more and more tours. Stick around after this very short break, more with Hannah from Middle Kids, including the wild journey that led to this brand new album, stage nerves and impending plans to trek on a tour bus with an 18-month-old in America. Coming up after this.
1: Steve Bell here I present the Handshake Agency Podcast Rewind Each series takes you back to a moment of musical heritage As we present oral histories about great albums of our time From the people who made them If, like me, you have a geek-like curiosity about your favourite artists Track down Rewind with Steve Bell at thepodcast.com.au Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or wherever you listen to your
0: favourite shows the album, as you, it's interesting you touch on that, because obviously there seems to be a lot more personal and resonating narratives coming out of it. And it does obviously give a lot of insight into your own experiences during your pregnancy. Like, what a beautiful snapshot of this incredible moment in your life. And I did read something really that really fascinated me what, um, when you mentioned that your voice was actually affected by the pregnancy. Like, mm-hmm. what an incredible testament to the human body. But mm-hmm. recording, finishing an album, touring, then having a baby and then everything happening against the backdrop of a pandemic. Like album number three will have to probably step up to beat such a memorable release. (laughs) Like I can't can't wrap my head around that. Like even two out of however many things just blows my brain. But looking back on it, like does it feel like really separate because it was kind of happening during all of that happening and now obviously you've had your baby, you've had the album out. Like how does that feel in conjunction with each other, those experiences?
1: Well, yeah, it, it feels like, I don't know, like, I'm like, a, I don't really think hate, like, I'm just like, go, go, go. And then, and then I look back and I'm like, oh, shit, like, we just like got through all that or like, you know, and I, I mean, I think, you know, there was definitely like some urgency for me, like, in making that record, because I'm like, I got to make this before the baby comes out, because I have no idea what life looks like on the other side of a baby. And now that i have a baby i'm very glad i made the record <laughs> it came out. Sure, um, smart. <laughs> yeah um and i think that yeah it's like i definitely am one of these people who just kind of like go 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 and then and then looking back and going whoa like we just went through this whole thing and i think that like it can sometimes be detrimental to my life but sometimes it can be really helpful because like even like say performing, like I'm actually quite nervous about performing. I don't, um, sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like very stressful and I get very nervous, but like, I have this like amazing ability to just be like, don't think, don't think. And then I get out there I'm like, oh shit. And then like, you know, and then I don't know, I just have this amazing ability to just disconnect from my emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, yeah, I feel like this release has been so wild, but it didn't even really feel like it, to be honest. It's just, it was like, just took it a day at a time. And like, you know, I knew a few things that I wanted, like make the record, get the baby out, you know, get this tour done. And, um, but like, just kind of almost like bite-sized pieces. And then you, yeah, you kind of like almost after the fact kind of connect with the intensity and I, and, and that is true. Like, I feel like after the record came out, I, I felt quite overwhelmed with like the journey that we went on to get there, but I, I wasn't feeling it in real time. Like it just like takes like six months to, or, to a year to like catch up with anything. <laughs>
0: yeah that's I think it's so funny isn't it when you're in the middle of something and you're in that flow state it's almost like you've got these blinders on and then you're like how the hell did I do that I don't want to do that again and then suddenly you've done it again yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's amazing I think it's a testament to like the the human ability to kind of like get through things and like um it's the only the only problem it can be is if you're like you're actually going down a bad path and you're not properly connecting with it and then you're just like which I've definitely done is like just you go self-destructor and you don't even realize it. And then you're like, where am I? I've just made like some decisions. So you've got to like re, you know, but, um, it's cool. It's pretty amazing. Like what you can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think more, more specifically what you can do, because I don't know many people who could probably have done that and also be performing live while like seven and a half months pregnant. So many hats off to you (laughs) and I feel like you and Tim are probably some of the coolest parents in town like how are you feeling being able to take your beautiful baby Sonny on the road with you to North America for these shows like that's got to be something pretty sensational to consider
1: it's pretty awesome and like I feel like it's like he's such a great kid I mean I think kids are great generally they're so weird and funny um and I feel like you Know he's gonna probably have like a bit of an alternative upbringing, and sometimes I'm like, I oh, hope this is fine. And but then I, I realize like, um, you know, he he comes from us, like, he we, we're building a world that I feel like he just is a like he's coming from, and so I feel like kind of keeps making sense if we can do that. And you know, and it's it seems like because he came on tour with us around Australia, which is obviously like way more chill and he really liked it and we just take a nanny with us. And, um, I feel like so thankful that I can like, yeah, keep doing this and have him with us. It is like kind of one of those crazy things where like, if it was just one of us in the band, it would actually be a lot easier because, you know, one of us could just go, but then also like, I wouldn't be able to be with him, you know, or vice versa. So I feel really thankful that like he can be with me because now he's like my little pal and, um, you just but it's also like it's going to be insane like you know people are like having kids like you know really like it's intense and you're like oh shit it's really intense and you know there's all this like you know all these narratives like women can have it all and you're like yeah we can but it's like kind of fucked like I'm dying but it's like it's good like you realize like your capacity increases and um you can do it but like I think like I'm like I get why people don't do it you know I get why people (laughs) might like wait and try this you know so it's definitely a lot um but I think you know we've got such a good support network like our team is freaking amazing and the fact that they would even like be willing to come in a bus around America for five weeks with an 18 month old I'm like that's pretty amazing um so it's it's definitely an adventure and I think like you just got to figure out how to do it in a way that like is like works for everyone you know
0: yeah well I feel like the way you approach even your creative stuff it sounds like you've got your shit together massively so I have no doubt you're gonna smash this out of the park oh, <laughs> <thanks>. I've got <laughs> high hopes for it I'm <laughs> yes please do but I'm yeah I've got I'm I know you'll, you'll be fine you're gonna <laughs> nail it <laughs> Well, I know you guys have obviously played that many shows. If I sit here and name them, we're going to be here for like five hours. So let's not do that. But given you're imminently about to have a heap more shows under your belts, can you momentarily take me back to the first ever Middle Kids show? Where was it? Who was there? And what was the most memorable moment from that show?
1: Oh, okay. I haven't thought about this for a while, but we played this show in Sydney. And I don't even know if it exists anymore. You might know, I think it's called like Oxford Circus oh that rings a bell yeah like it, it it was like kind of a new venue when we played it was like quite small like 150 cap or something
0: yeah.
1: and um we had already released edge of town like our first song and but we hadn't like um like signed or anything so like it was like we had a bunch of buzz around the band so we like I met ma- I remember we made th- I made this like stupid little poster being like middle kids like you know five dollar entry like kind of thing and like it sold out in like really quickly I mean it was obviously really small but we were like oh okay and then um it was like it was this really like kind of quirky venue it had like you know the classic like red velvet and like skulls and candles and all these kinds of things it was like pretty vibey um but it was just like it was such a fun night because it was like packed and like everyone was like pretty loose and we were like it was just like I don't know I guess for us it was like at a time we're like you know we'd all been like making music for ages separately and you kind of tinker away and you never actually I never actually really thought I would like do much with it like I was just like oh I've got these songs whatever and then so it was like at a time where it was like oh like okay we're like we're doing something and so like it was just like super fun and I remember also I have this thing where like I'll often eat like a big chicken burger. <laughs> oh, you're my soulmate. Which is crazy because like I feel terrible every single time, but I can't stop. Like I'm a, I'm obsessed. And it's like I'm obsessed with chicken burgers generally, but now also this like pattern has developed where I'm like it almost like doesn't feel right. Like if and it it can be interchangeable with like anything other than that will make me feel terrible so like it could be a pizza or like a burger or whatever but like chicken burger is like kind of the ultimate thing and I had this like yeah big chicken burger and like a couple beers like I can't drink beer anymore before I play because then I just end up like burping the whole time (laughs) and I remember just being out there and just being like oh my god like meat sweats from like my chicken burger and I'm like burping but I was like just like blissfully like I just didn't care and it was like it was like one of those like kind of like nights where you're like oh it was actually it was brilliant like it was probably messy and slop like we were probably like all over the place but like in my memory it was like a great night you know
0: hell yeah well clearly it was because look at where you are now like I feel like there's I think the story checks out entirely (laughs) and also yes to the chicken burger and yeah yes to all the beers back then but
1: I mean I'll still like do it like I usually try and like drink like something else before I go on now, but like every now and then, you know, we always like on our rider, we'll just be like, you know, like a, we'll say like a local delicacy to see like what they put in and then also like a local beer. Um, And so then sometimes I like can't resist, but yeah. What's the weirdest local delicacy you've ever got? Oh, um, it's like you get weird things. Like one time we got cheese curds. I think it was either in like maybe like Toronto because they're like super into cheese curds over there, which and like I'm pretty sure in like Australia, we're not even like our health, like food and health won't let us eat cheese curds. I'm pretty sure like, but they're like, have you ever had poutine? Yes. Okay. So they'll often like put these cheese curds over poutine, but they, they just gave us like a bag of like raw cheese curds. And you're just meant to like eat them. They're like, yeah, they're really squeaky and nice. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm." but it's, yeah, you get like really fun
0: things, especially like in America when
1: you're in like a new place every day.
0: Yeah. Well, that was essentially my last question has always been because you're on the green room, what would you have on your rider? I feel like we've smashed that question out without even knowing. So you've, you know, you're doing my job for me, which is absolutely brilliant news for (laughs) me. But it's funny because like the
1: our writers like very like we're always like, okay, we have to think through our writer, especially when you do such a big tour like in America. And we have like alter, alternating writers because otherwise, you know, you're just getting the same thing every night. Yes. Um, so we we definitely like put a lot of thought into curating our writer. And I think we're we're at a good place with it. We're, we've got something for everybody, you know.
0: Yeah, I love it. Any new additions for the American tour?
1: um we the new edition actually is Oreos and Milk oh yeah that's, which that's again, so North
0: American too I love it <laughs> I know that's on my video
1: so every second day we get Oreos and Milk and again Milk is not great for performing but you know I've got a nice little sabotaging streak in me
0: well whatever it is call it sabotaging <laughs> it seems to be working and I feel like I can't wait to actually hear about the stories that will unfold in the very imminent future from this tour we will all be cheering you on as middle kids take over the world yet again and i'm so excited hopefully we can also see you again a lot more in action in australia when you get back Yeah, i know yeah. incredible times ahead thank you for joining me today and all the best with america thank you so much it's been really nice to chat no doubt we will be seeing and hearing a lot more from middle kids to come in the not so distant future And I couldn't be prouder to see them start to breathe some hope back into the notions of touring and also just sharing the Aussie love internationally. A huge thank you to the amazing Hannah for sparing some time in her very busy schedule as she gears up to leave the country. And I can't wait to hear how Baby Sonny goes on his first American Middle Kids tour. What an absolute lord. If you do need some new tunes in your life, the new Middle Kids album, Today We're the Greatest, is out in the world, ready to charm your ears. And if you want a few more music and entertainment adjacent bits and bobs to listen to, you can grab a listen to all previous episodes of The Green Room right now. Plus, you can also explore a bunch of other podcasts that may just float your boat. They're all living over at thepodcast.com.au. And while you're there, or perhaps while you're trawling Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen... Maybe you might think about giving this podcast a little review on Apple Podcasts or perhaps accidentally leave a few episodes running in the background and pump up some listens. I said accidentally, of course, because I don't condone blatant self-promotion. But you can also watch episodes of The Green Room and try to pick what time of day it is I recorded an episode based on the bags under my eyes or how pale I look. It's basically dinner and a show you could even snack while you watch. Imagine that. Well, on that note, I'm off to forage for snacks and maybe for the meaning of life. So I shall bid you farewell for now and I'll catch you next week.
1: Tiana Spita is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network produced by Tiana Spita and Andrew Mast with Pharrell D'Souza and Henry Gibson providing research recorded and engineered by Zig Parker, executive producer Craig Trewick.